welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 3, Episode 6, titled Handmaids to Kitty Girls. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined on this very special uh, bonus edition by a very amazing and understanding co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Alright, please say... Change your costume, change it around. To Taylor... The Latte Boy. <laughs> it is so funny you played that quote because for some reason I was saying that all morning. <laughs> I was out with my husband and my co-host on Pod is my co-pilot. We were at the Saturday morning market. Yeah. And for some reason that was in my head and I kept saying, change your costume, change it around. Ooh, Nobody understood well, why. Come on, Teletubby. Teleport <laughs> us to Mars. No point of reference, just in the car, and for some reason it was in my head. That just shows how much you and I, our brains are starting to, like, (laughs) the antennas are starting to connect. That's terrifying. Y'all told her on the internet it was funny. I blame (laughs) y'all. Okay, guys, uh, let me talk about this bonus edition. Why are you getting another episode in your feed? Oddly, we're going to have to release another episode before most of these other podcasts have released one episode. But yes, the dedication. The dedication. To you, the listeners. Well, here's the deal. I'm such a fucking control freak perfectionist mm-hmm. that I was listening to the show. I'm also a narcissist. I'm listening to my own fucking show mm-hmm. this morning, and I realized we never talked about or speculated as to why Ben quit the show. We talk about our reaction to her eliminating herself and the gag worthiness of it all, but we never actually talked about why did she do this? And people were, I see people on the street, people just come up to me on the street, <laughs> and I would see, meet up with people and uh, they would say, like, oh, why do you think she did? And I would realize we never talked about that. And you would have a lot to say, you know, with your background in mental health, too, you know. Uh, so what I want to do is there were a couple of key moments from that lip sync that I wanted to talk about, just a couple. And so we, I dragged Tamer the Latte Boy on. The shows we could we could give you guys uh, the information we, uh, you guys so crave. I'm sure you guys were dying, couldn't sleep, not knowing yeah. what to what what Taylor what our speculation was as to why she threw the lip sync. But uh, Taylor, how are you? Well, first I want to apologize to our listeners because we know that they were just laying in bed looking at their ceiling, saying yeah. something was missing. Something was missing from that episode. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. But you're being funny, and it really not at me. Not that I thought that they really would do that, but that they would go like, "Well, this show sucks," you know. Well, to be fair, yeah, good chance are. some of them say that anyway. I know, I know. Um, yeah, no. I so, do you want to just go into it right now, like what my theory is on it, and yeah, let's 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 dive in right now. So Ben, so I don't know why I'm recapping this. Ben De La Creme. You know, self-eliminates. As we all know, it's the biggest moment in the history of the show. Technically, all of us do that, hopefully at least once a day for good, you know, digestive. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. The people at large don't know this. I have a bidet that I am so... It's my own fault. It's my own fault for bringing it up. I'm so in love with this bidet. But anyway, that's not why we're doing this bonus episode to talk about my bidet. We're doing the bonus episode. I want to hear. So why do you think? Because, you know, we also have, you know, here's the thing. Before you say anything, the one thing I'll say in our defense is the show was so gag worthy. And we record literally within minutes of the episode ending. Right. So that I think we couldn't. I was focused on the gag worthiness of it. It's because I couldn't 
think about anything now. I was so, like, my heart was beating a million miles. Remember, I told, I don't know if we talked about this in the show. I told Taylor when we were about to cycle, hold on, I gotta go take a Tylenol because my heart's going a, a million miles a minute. Yeah, before we started taping. You yeah, know. like I was like, I, my, I knew it was gonna happen and my heart was racing. So I think we were just so gobsmacked that we just forgot to talk about that. So yeah, I, it, it, there was a lot of drama, especially, you know, it's one thing like when, Trixie and Shangela had their moment. That's in the first 10 minutes of a show. All of the drama literally happened within the last, like, six minutes of the episode. And then 15 minutes later, we're we're taping a pot. It is still, like, it doesn't even really have a chance to resonate in our head what we just observed. Yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, then I had, either I got a chance to really digest it when I, you know, I went on um, one-on-one with Larry Flick the next day. Do you know that I stayed an extra hour to talk to, um... Mrs. Kasha Davis and Darian Lake. I saw your tweet about wanting to say something, wanting yeah. to ask a question yeah. after some really dark conversation. Well, yeah, because Larry goes, you should stick, stick around. And I go, sure, and I do. And, you know, to Larry's credit, he's a great interviewer. But, and I was, it was basically, I listened to Sirius on the phone because it was like, oh my God, Mrs. Kasha Davis, this? And oh, Darian, what? Darian Lake? And like, but they were talking, they got, it got dark. Mm-hmm. It got really, really dark. So I didn't want to be like, she's like, and, you know, I just was thinking about committing suicide. And I was like, excuse me, uh, in the glitter ball. <laughs> when, and you're like, oh, really? This this queen, right? But Darian, I did get to ask Darian one question. Which is? Well, I think we should. Uh, I, it's a question that's involved with this. It's a question okay. involved with this. So, like, she and she gave her answer. But so so now that we have it, uh, Taylor the Latte Boy, what are your thoughts? Well, okay. I also have to take into consideration that when I, because I was thinking about this when you asked if we taped this show tonight, that I only know from Ben what Ben has shown on season six and this. And Ben strikes me as somebody that is very non-confrontational. She does not like drama. She does not like, she even said that on this episode, I'm not here for drama. Mm -hmm. So to be in a position in which she has to make this decision week after week after week even if she's not the one who wins the lip sync, but has to catch that lipstick mm-hmm. and put that tuck that lipstick in, she ultimately she has to make a decision. Whereas the other safe queens don't have to do that. For somebody that is consistently worried about drama, that is worried about confrontation, not only talking about her appear, you know, how she appears to others, she obviously was miscongeniality. I think emotionally that took a toll on her. And when she had a chance to look at this, what I think, again, is a really stupid rule of that somebody who has been doing well, technically all five of them, they're all there in the top five for a reason. And then to be where you have this confrontation with Morgan when Morgan first comes back on top of this stupid rule that she has to eliminate one of the queens. I think at that point, on some level, she was done. Mm-hmm. She was emotionally, she was done. And I think that when she says, this is the easiest choice I've made all season, mm-hmm. that is her way of saying, I can't do this anymore. You know, which strikes me as slightly different. There is, she's doing it in a way that feels right to her versus when a door left in All Stars 2, a door kind of crumbled, which is why, you know, we saw the kind of that where she kept saying, I'm, I have to tap out. I can't do this anymore. Whereas the way that Ben did it, Ben did it in a way that felt right to her and felt right to her narrative and felt right to who she was as a character. You know, the, the character of Ben de la Creme. So it, 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 
I, I God, I lost my train of thought that fast. But um, it just felt like she did it. It was her way of kind of going out on a high when she realized if I do this and if I'm allowed to do this, this will be th- th- this will end up being a positive thing for me. Yeah, I think she took a gamble. I think she took a gamble when she did that. Be- and I think they comment on that. Well, look, here's the thing. Let's just actually talk about the show for a second. I feel that the editors and producers were pissed. And so the the confessionals you see from Thorgy and Aja being critical are really the producers and editors talking through them. Yeah, we because, didn't really talk about that either. Some of the, it was I'm a little surprised at some of the negative shady comments mm-hmm. from the which I just assumed was sour grapes because they weren't she you know, I don't think Aja would have been saying that if Aja was the one that was chosen. No. Where she's the one that said Ben de la Christ or something like that. Yeah. I think that was the producers and, and I mean look, those girls really said it, but they I mean they didn't put they didn't put any clips from Trixie or anyone saying like, you know, you go. That's that's awesome, Ben, that you did that. It was it, it, if you think about it, it, it's strange that she has she has received nearly universal acclaim for what she did for the self sacrifice. Okay. Like mm-hmm. she's getting so much fucking love. Um, the, you know, because you, you say the Ben Della Christ and they put it in there as a joke, but really, at least among the fandom on Reddit, it's really, there's actually pictures of her as Jesus and stuff like that yeah. floating around. So, um, it's weird that the show doesn't reflect that positive view on it. The show ends very subdued. I think you'll see it. I think when they all come back into the workroom with Morgan, I think mm-hmm. that's when you're going to see Kennedy and Trixie and uh, who's the other one? Kennedy, Shangela, and who? Shangela, Shangela, where they're going to be singing Ben's praises. Uh, yeah, you may, but I'm just thinking that it's weird. The show ended on like a sort of like sour, like hmm. we know why you did this note. You're doing this to get the fans to love you. It didn't work, you know, but that's kind of why they did it. It's very strange they did that. Anyway, um, so Ben has actually, she did an interview with Billboard magazine, a very short interview where she they ask her about it. She doesn't really, I mean, all she really does is really elaborate on things she said on the show. Mm-hmm. But essentially, but I've, I've read other interviews with her too, where, because um, some people were saying, okay, let's, let's attack a lot of things that happened. One, she brings back Morgan McMichaels. And it's something we didn't talk about where there are a lot of people who are very upset that she didn't bring back Aja, that Aja deserved to come back more than Morgan McMichaels, that Aja's shown she's a stronger competitor and deserves to come back. Ben has said why she didn't choose Aja and why she chose Morgan. Do you have a speculation as to why I have the answer? Um, I watched a little video from Ben's viewing party. Okay. I don't remember her saying anything about Aja, but I would assume because she said that Morgan didn't really have a chance to show who she was, mm-hmm. whereas Aja did. Aja did over yeah. her five episodes. Mm-hmm. We we got to show her. I mean, she obviously didn't know this now, but I see a lot. Not that Aja didn't have a lot of love before, but I know I like Aja a lot more than I did on her season. Mm -hmm. So she really had the opportunity to show growth, show growth between her season and All Stars 3. Mm -hmm. So I would I would assume that might have had something to do with it. No, I think you're exactly right. She's pretty much said, you know, more. It's double. It's twofold. One, Morgan was on season two, a season that's not widely watched. 
Mm-hmm. You know, she was only on like four or five episodes of that season. And then, you know, was, was she? Yeah, she only she only makes like four or five episodes in. Oh, I didn't realize that she was that. I didn't realize that she was eliminated that early. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. Uh, maybe six. We can. I mean, look. There's something called the internet. We can find out. Uh, what it is. But anyway, as I do that, um, I'll do that while you're talking. Okay. I, I'll look that up. Um. So then, so there's that. But then also, she only made it one episode in. And and in the interview, I said, you know, RuPaul. I mean, sorry, Ben says that RuPaul's Drag Race. More than a competition and more than a talent show, it's really a platform for showcasing your drag and promoting yourself as a drag queen. So Morgan had been sort of robbed of that. And so she figured, okay, I'll give her more of an opportunity to use that platform. Aja had benefited from that platform. She was on five episodes of this show and she was on like five or six episodes of her other show. Uh, so in, in a very recent season, just, I mean, so Aja's really gotten the love. And so Ben realized Aja didn't need any more of the platform. Uh, yes. Do you have an answer, Taylor? She was, uh, she was eliminated after losing a lip sync performance battle to contestant Sahara Davenport, placing eighth out of 12. Yeah. So 12. She made it four, she made it four wow. episodes. For some reason, I just remember her as being somebody that was around a lot longer. Yeah. So, uh... So she hasn't gotten a lot of the uh, the uh, exposure that a lot of these queens did. Also, mm-hmm. um, what we can so in terms of Ben speculating as to uh, speculation as to why Ben left. You know, Ben was talking about well, there's, a, there's so there's a lot of stuff too that we've learned is before when All Stars Two was airing, they interviewed Ben right as Adora left the show, and. Ben gave an interview, a scathing interview, where she came out against the producers for sort of manufacturing a lot of the drama between the girls and saying that what you don't realize is when they do that, when they instigate and they shit stir, when they stir, wait, wait, they stir, is that right? Shit stir, yeah. When they shit stir, which is, by the way, the name of my new... uh, uh, music fi- sharing app? My new music sharing app. But, in, well, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's a music sharing app. Mm-hmm. So, what is that it lasts and it reverberates that, that, that tension, that drama, that, that ugliness resonates more than you see in the one episode. And she didn't like that. That, that they basically brought, they made bad blood between girls who, just for the sake of the TV show. Mm hmm. That she didn't think was necessary, and so she was very critical. And so that's why people were surprised that she was on All Stars 3, because she'd been so critical. And they asked her about that interview in Billboard, and she was talking about how there was more nuance to it and whatnot. But, you know, I think it sticks to her. It's, I, think, I think it's she started to see it with, with her drama with Morgan, you know, and, and that's what you can see it's on her. She didn't like it. And I think that's the thing they can't comment on, and she can't say on the show. But I think she was sick of the producer's... Because if you think about it, and you know what? I rewatched the episode today, Taylor. Okay. And one of the things I noticed is you're right. Uh, what people don't know in the show is my internet had gone out a little bit, just phased out. So I missed a chunk of Kennedy and Milk's, the very end of Kennedy and Milk's fight. When mm-hmm. I, on my first initial view, before you guys heard it, I missed like the last 10 seconds of it. But Taylor had talked about how the fight didn't make any sense. And you're right. At the end of that fight, it makes no sense. 
the words that are coming out of these queens' mouths make no sense whatsoever. Because I think what they're cutting out, and this is the same thing that happened in that famous All-Stars 1 fight that actually I was playing clips from, you know, is they had to cut it that way because they're making references to the producers. And they don't don't put references to the producers in the show. So that probably what happened with Kennedy and Milk is that it was referencing off-screen drama, whether specifically producers, but about, it got real and started talking about the actual production of the show. And I think they had to edit that out. That's why it makes yeah. no sense. That fight, the Kennedy and Milk fight makes no sense if you actually listen to it. So, Does it make any sense? It makes zero sense. <laughs> uh, so, the point I'm making, I think Ben sees that and saw what was going on and and saw that the producer... Because if you think about it, now this is pure speculation on my part, but that whole moment, which I love, I loved every bit of all the eliminated queens confronting the girls that eliminated them, right? But I'm, we know that was manufactured. We know that was producer-like instigated, you know? Yeah. And... I maybe Ben was really upset with that. That that not only that the that this showdown happened with her and Morgan, but she probably saw it as like these fucking producers. I've talked about this, started this shit, and made ben me looks, feel like shit. Ben looks traumatized. Yes, at certain parts where where you know you have something. I have had situations in the past in which I have been confronted by people, and I've had people up in my face and saying things and i know like a nervous habit that i have is i start laughing like that 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 is a nervous tick that i have which is great in therapy by the way when somebody's mm-hmm. telling you a trauma you start giggling i'm just kidding um but she got to where you could just see her to where she she couldn't form sentences she was distract she was easily distracted she was she wasn't able to stay on task that's that's a sign of somebody that emotionally is not able to handle you know, even when she says that I just kind of shut everything out mm-hmm. when you start yelling at me, you start saying things I just can't help but start shutting things out. It it she does you don't actually shut it out at that point because you're still taking it in. You're still hearing what's going on and you're still kind of processing it. Mm-hmm. Um and somebody like Ben who seems to want to be a people pleaser mm-hmm. to be told you did something wrong, you fucked up for lack of a better word as far as in this other person's eyes i think takes that much more personally than some of the other contestants would have yes it's very similar i think to the milk drama which is it's funny because i gave a negative opinion on the show i don't know i don't know what show is Larry flicker here and on rewatching it today i was more sympathetic towards milk believe it or not uh, but it's the same thing here is that when you pride yourself on being quote terminally delightful unquote for yeah. someone to tell you you're not like that would re- like you know we have a friend mm-hmm. uh, who sort of not cut from the same cloth sort of in like the image he wants to project and I think if you were to tell him you were mean or you did something to hurt me, that would really, 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 really upset him to the point where he would be like this, actually. I yeah. think he wouldn't be able to function. And um, uh, I think that's the same thing with Ben. 
it would, and I know there's the whole thing that Ben's calculated and Ben this and Ben then, and it could be true. But when you're calling out the image that you want to project and saying, I see through that, and I mm-hmm. call you on it, I call bullshit, I could see how that's it's it's earth shattering for some people. And we saw that with milk. Yeah. You know? Milk, milk is slightly different because there seems to be. Ben, I, ben doesn't want. Again, speculation. I don't know Ben Delacram, but I have a feeling Ben didn't want the attention. Ben didn't want to have the conversation about it. Whereas with Milk, I feel like Milk wants to be, you know, we talked, I talked about this at length, you know, Milk, it's got to be all about me all the time. Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't think Ben necessarily wants that. I think Ben wants to, Ben wants to project out, whereas Milk wants to take in. Yes, but with milk, I don't want you know. I do want to talk about milk, but let's save that for later because okay. it. I don't want to get off the Ben thing. So as to why she did it, I don't know. I'm torn because that is a big gamble to take. To you know, so she brings back Morgan, right? Mm-hmm. Then she eliminates herself. That is a because it could either backfire on her big time. Or mm-hmm. it, it was luckily it worked out that she is beloved, you know, and they even called on the show. Aja even says this could be good or bad. I don't know. You know, well, I, I don't get how it could be bad because ultimately people that love Ben mm-hmm. love Ben because I would think because of her personality. I mean, she, she's a she's she's a wonderful performer. I wouldn't necessarily call her a great drag queen. No. Okay. So you figure if she's eliminating herself, the people that love her for who she is, they're just going to love her that much more because it just proves what they think about her. And all of the Shangela and Trixie and Kennedy fans would all, and even the BB fans would all love her because she didn't eliminate any of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a win-win. I'm not sure how this could have been. I'll tell you. How this been negative. Okay. I'll tell you. Because essentially the argument would be and has been Ben essentially fucked whoever wins over. Because she's essentially now in, because she was winning so much. She robbed the person who wins the opportunity to rightfully win that crown so that, okay. you know, she has all these wins. And then by quitting and not so giving her the chance. it's long game hatred. Yeah, it's, it's by quitting. She robbed whoever went. In other words, she invalidated their win. And, th- and th- you know what? To be honest with you. She kind of did. She did. Because whoever yeah. wins, you know. Whoever wins this show, this this contest will always forever. I'll give you a perfect example, right? A perfect I can think of an example or something. Okay, go. You go first, and then I'll go. I wonder if it's the same thing. Last year at the Oscars, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway read the wrong Best Picture. They right. read La La Land, and it was a big mm-hmm. hubbub, right? But I heard La La Land, and then. They brought up Moonlight, and Moonlight gave a sort of expected submission. But the whole thing, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they read the wrong title. To the point where now I forget, even I just told you this, in my head, La La Land won Best Picture last year. Like, okay. Moonlight 
even though Moonlight has the Oscar and it's in the history books, by the way, I couldn't tell you what the best picture was the year before that, but <laughs> I, I forget that, you know, but, but even though Moonlight was, is now in the history books and in the, in the, it still has sort of an asterisk by it. This is even yeah. more so that whoever wins this, sh- this contest will forever be, have an asterisk by his or her name because, uh, we Tricks. don't know. We don't know how been. they would have done versus Ben Delacreme. She she had five out of six wins, right? And she didn't get to go up against them. Yeah, that is a good point. I the, the kind of following up with that, I did see probably on Twitter um, where somebody had posted something and that said along the lines of, "Now that Ben is out." I'm it's going it's going to be wonderful to see Shangela win the crown or something along those lines to which Shangela responded, you know, there was a chance I could have won even if Ben was still here. like, you know, where it's, it was sort of that where I don't understand why, because Ben's not here anymore. Now I have a chance to win the crown. Like mm-hmm. she commented in some response that way. So you're right. I mean, I guess I, I hadn't thought of it that way. What was the what was the uh, example you were going to give? That was it. Oh, okay. That was the example I was going to give. But this also kind of speaks to, you know, this has the possibility, not necessarily with season 10, Mm -hmm. but with season 11 and on to have repercussions through the idea of the competition. Because what Ben did was Ben kind of feels sort of like Ben took some sense of control back on behalf of contestants everywhere against this machine that is RuPaul. Mm -hmm. That if at some point, even if you're doing well, if you don't like the shenanigans and it's not worth it to you, you're not stuck in there or have to wait until you get eliminated by RuPaul. You can just kind of say, fuck you, I'm out. And I think that may be part of the reason why the producers, and I still stand by the fact that I think RuPaul, I think that was a, I know you don't, but I think that was a genuine reaction. Um, that why RuPaul, or even if RuPaul did know about it ahead of time and had to act surprised, that's why there was such pissiness coming off of the deliberation table. Okay, let's talk about that actually right now. One, they have a camera on Bella, Ben De Creme showing her writing the name on the lipstick, meaning a cameraman saw it at the very least, and definitely a producer saw it. Here's what I'll concede. I still think RuPaul knew. I'm never going to change that. All right. Here's what I'll say. At at the very least, the producers knew and they told RuPaul in her earpiece, Ben has to win. And maybe they just told her that. We can't tell you why before to get the genuine reaction from RuPaul. Okay. But that RuPaul knew something was going to happen and that Ben had to win that lip sync. Okay. And I'll even say maybe Michelle didn't know that they just Rue just knew and something was up. I want to think that. Have okay, that. all right. I, to, to enjoy the show a little bit more because I know that we kind of follow the behind the scenes shenanigans and stuff. I want to believe that that reaction from RuPaul was genuine. So let me ask you this question: When you're watching the show, and and and, and I want, I'm not I'm not doing this in like a we know people who would do this like this. I'm not doing. I mean, it's it's a genuine question. When you're watching the show. And the lip sync ends and they clap and then RuPaul says, I made my decision and then gives her decision. 
Does mm-hmm. every is everything happening live? We're seeing it live. Like in no. other words, so what do you think happens? Well, I mean, we've talked about the fact that they have them where they go and they stand. They they have them stand back in their place, and that they usually are standing there for a couple of minutes, and um, or or even longer. I I I, th- I think that there is probably some discussion among RuPaul and her producers, mm-hmm. whether it's in an earpiece or whether it's something along those lines. Um, and I, I know it takes longer than where it's not literally 15 seconds afterwards, which says I made my decision and then looks at the, looks at the queen. Queen have talked about this. RuPaul leaves. Okay. Well then that's. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and actually when you go to the finale, if they do the same structured finale that -hmm. they did before, you see it. So the lip sync happens. And then literally RuPaul leaves the theater. It's about five minutes, maybe mm-hmm. ten, right? She comes back and the girls get back in place and they start panting. It's weird. And then uh, they pretend. Yeah, I remember you telling me this from where all of a sudden they, they were acting like they had just finished. Yeah. Uh, and and so they're that. But also Eureka's talked about this. But when her when, with her, when the episode where she was eliminated – the lip sync ended and then RuPaul left for a very long time. Like they, right. they talked about it for a very, very long time. And then she came back and that's when she called Eureka forward. And that's why Eureka was freaked out because she was gone for so long and they called her forward. She thought she had done something wrong. Yeah. Well, but I also figured there is legalities probably to that and liability. Oh yeah. That one's different. Yeah, was, she to that was different. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, when she says the, the, the final decision is mine and mine alone, I'm sure she has people, she has writers and she has producers that say to her, you know, we think you should go this, you know, we should think you should go this way because this is what's been going on in the workroom or this is what's happening, that kind of stuff. I, 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 I don't think that she is. Okay. So don't you think then if Ben Nellacrem really pulled up her name and she didn't know it, they would shut production down on that fucking thing. So can't cut. And then RuPaul runs off, and she talks to the producers. Now, by the way, that may have happened. That may have happened. That may have happened. But I think, from what I know about RuPaul producer, and she's a big control freak, is Mm. if she knew the camera people caught this and didn't tell her, she would be livid. Livid. And that might have been why she was pissed. I I think there will be a new there will be a joke made at the very least, and she kind of did it with the no more whiteout. But something will be said for future seasons as far as the you cannot eliminate yourself, you cannot, you know. I think all star seasons. I think it might be the end of this twist. Okay, it might, it was, I can see. I can might, see that might, they need be, a new twist anyway. So huh, yeah. It might be the complete end of this twist anyway. You know, I actually thought of a way that they could do where um anyways, that's a whole other boring thing. So the point so as to why Ben did this, I think look, and she says this, and so she she's just vo- vocalized or articulated what any sort of rational person would think is I've won five out of the six. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost one of these things. It's almost one of these instances where, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I could win the show. But she even said winning the show wasn't that important to her. She 
felt a need to go back and and sort of um, vindicate herself, at least in her own head, for the, what happened yeah. on season six. And I think she was like, and show the people like she could do this, and she did, and she slew. Is that the past yeah. tense of slay? Slew, slayed. She slayed. I would say she slew. Well, she slayed. She slayed. She slew. As you said it out loud, you realized it was stupid, right? <laughs> I want to look. I'm going to look this up now. What's slayed? The- slayed is slayed is the past tense of slay. I think. I don't think. I don't think it's ridiculous to say slew. Past tense of slay. Here we go. Past tense of slay. This is what the people signed up for this show for. Here we go. We have a definition because they actually mentioned slew. Okay. Uh, this week, what are the correct as being wrong? When is slayed correct? To begin with, let's finish. Okay. Uh, there are two words. There are two words for the simple past tense form of slay. Slew. Okay. This word is mostly associated with the formal version of slay. Slayed. Okay. This word is mostly associated with the slang form of slay. Interesting, because in this case, it is slayed. Yeah. Like another word it says here, example, Lorne slayed the expedition with his stand-up routine at the first annual Atlantis Talent Show. But it's not wrong, because if I were um, talking about the actual definition of slay, which is to murder people, right? <laughs> um, then yes, Lou is correct. Well, RuPaul looked like she wanted to slew somebody. Yeah. Lou, the, slew Paul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Are you okay? <coughs> I think I just slew Taylor with that joke. <coughs> yep, you did. Sorry. Popping a cough drop. Continue. Okay. So, uh, I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, she realized that she slayed the competition. And... She was like, and I think, look, here's here's what we forget, too. There is a lot, it's like being in prison. There's a lot of downtime on this show. Mm-hmm. A lot of downtime. So, where she's alone in a hotel room by herself. Ben is. Anyone. All of them. All the companies. All those contestants. So, I think these scenarios run through your head. She's admitted, actually, that it came to her. Uh, let, let me answer some questions that might be out there anyway about this. Is one, uh, she's talked about this. It came to her, it was a running joke that she and Trixie had. They right. had a joke about doing this and taking the wide out and putting Michelle on the no, lipstick. No, RuPaul. It's, it's, she, so it's funny. I saw the RuPaul one, but then the billboard one, she says Michelle. She on her, and uh, the little video that I saw, she said RuPaul. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Somebody matter. Else put the it point of the joke is, yeah. I had seen the RuPaul thing too, and then the billboard one said Michelle. Okay. Then that's when she sort of had the idea. She goes to Thorgy, because Thorgy, I guess, had used whiteout as a nail polish on an, mm-hmm. er, on the first episode or something. So she asked Thorgy if she has the whiteout. Thorgy says yes. And she goes, can I borrow it? And Thorgy says, why? And I think it was just like a dumb. She's just like, she says, I'm like don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. And um, then, yeah, she she sharpied out Kennedy and wrote in Dela on there. So... I, th- I I think I she seems savvy enough to know that this it was an epic way to go out. I mean, you look, you know, today when I was watching it, a couple of things. One, I teared up. Well, I didn't tear up the first time because I was frantically trying to write this episode. When I mm-hmm. watched it the second time, I teared up because 
Kennedy in particular is very emotional. Yeah. All the girls are so gay. I mean, they are just like mouths agape, you know? Mm-hmm. And I got really, I just teared up. I turned into yeah. to milk talking to Kennedy. <laughs> and uh, I, I think she, I think, I think it was a calculated move and it was a calculated risk, but it paid off. Your comment about the if the producers didn't tell RuPaul is kind of sticking with me right now. Sure, go ahead. Because I'm almost wondering if if there had been a moment where RuPaul went, wait a minute, cut, mm-hmm. sort of thing, and then went backstage and went, what the fuck is going on? Again, going to that, I, I think the producers are saying to her, there's nothing we can do. Because – if she came back and said, "No, you have to pick somebody," one, that's going to make that's going to make RuPaul look bad. Two, if they went, if, it also kind of um, takes away from the elimination because if it's something where she's going to say, "Let's try this again," only you're not going to say your own name; you're going to say the name of another queen. You think that the other queens aren't going to talk about that after the season's over, and then that kind of that kind of takes away from and I. You know, I think it's one of these things where ultimately they want to make a good television show. So I think RuPaul, what you're seeing here is a conflicted person in that right. there's the part of her that sees the insult, the personal front of it. Mm-hmm. But then there's a part of her like, bitch, this is good fucking television. Probably, it's probably a very similar emotion to what happened with Valentina. Like, Has RuPaul commented at all or have we seen no. anybody asked her about it? No. No. But I think the same thing that, you know, with Valentina where there's the whole like, really, bitch? Really? Oh, same thing. You know what? Same thing with Pearl. You know, I'm sure there was a part of when Pearl did the, is there something on my face? Mm-hmm. Um, I think RuPaul actually talked about that. She wanted to throw Pearl out right then, right? But she realized mm-hmm. what good television it was. So RuPaul also an amazing producer and realizes the gag worthiness of it. Now, you know, have you listened to our show yet? Not yet. Okay. So at the beginning, uh, I played a clip from a viewing party, one that you didn't know. It was from Ben's viewing party, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's just the audience loses their fucking minds. You know? Loses their minds like sad or cheering. In the one with Ben, um, it's screaming. <laughs> like it's, you'll hear it on the. Like the pits of hell have opened up and they're all being. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, it's, I think they knew that that was going to happen. I know you disagree with me. I, uh, Evan Ayers, our co-host on Patreon, and Larry Flick agree with me. This is one of the best episodes in the entire series. Not just for that oh, moment. Yeah, there actually. was there was there was a ton, a ton of content in this one. There was very little filler. Zero. In fact, if you think about it, we we didn't see any of the choreography. You know, they usually show you the dumb choreography. Thing. Oh yeah, and they're like, "Oh, Shangela's acting like all grand, you know." And you're like, "No, we didn't even see them choreograph that shit." Oh, you know, another thing I want to talk about is the I got to really look at the Kitty Girls versus um, 
I mean, not the kitty. I got to see the two bands, perf- the two groups right. perform. Here's what's weird is I know a lot of people think, and I'm, I have something weird to say about this. A lot of people think that the eliminated queens perform better than the rem- the, t- the top five all stars. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's weird is if you listen to the song, and I'm not talking about the quality of the song. I'm talking about the quality of the lyrics. The mm-hmm. top five all stars are better. Their characters are more formed. Like, and that's actually where I'm going to call Rick and Morris. Let's talk to BB in a second. Let me just finish this point. I mean, you can jump in here. Mm-hmm. You actually have real characters in the top five. Whereas, can you name any of the characters in the apart from the aerobics one from the eliminated queens? Uh, Milky Kitty, Banji Kitty, Aerobic Kitty. Was that? Yeah, that's the, that's the authority Kitty. one. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones that were there. Barbie Kitty, no, or, or Bimbo Kitty, maybe. What, what was Morgan's? And then, who am I missing? Aja Milk, Thorgy. I guess my point is about what what was about their character though. Like, like what was Banjo? No, I mean, it, 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 I yeah, I agree with you, and I even said that as one of my favorite things about Ben's performance was mm-hmm. you could you could you could see that character story. Yeah. And, and who she was. And I would even say Trixie's. Same thing with Trixie. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely they were definitely better fleshed out characters. So just for those two alone compared to the other ones, plus the whole math thing for Trixie, it, it you know, there, there were stories to their raps or their their parts of the songs that they sang, whereas the other ones were not. And same thing with, um, same thing with, uh, with Trixie, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, like, and I'm gonna call Rigor Morris. I feel Trixie should have won. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, tell me uh, why. Tell me why. <laughs> because I, well, I liked the concept of the Goth Kitty. Oh no, no, I like more. Goth. The the Goth Kitty, I thought that, and I thought that her performance, even though we got that whole thing with. Adam Lambert, where it was looking like she seemed really low energy, and I'm not arguing against that. I'm talking about BB. BB shouldn't have been top two. Oh, okay. Between top two, yeah, oh, yeah, top no, two. I agree with you. It should it should have been Trixie versus yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I was ben. saying. It should have been Trixie versus Ben. You know, that BB thing is stupid. Like it, her, her, her character was Thanks, stupid. Milk. But what's funny is, but you know what? It's dumb. You know what's funny is, is Trixie because I think the argument they would make that Trixie didn't get it is because she was like weird with Adam Lambert. But Ben was weird with Adam Lambert. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It it that judging doesn't make any sense. It seems like they're trying to prop up BB, but it also seems like they're trying to pop up Trixie too. Well, but I I also think that it would have been. If that had been the reason why, because she was weird with Adam, I think that it would have been different if, you know, we've seen before where they're weird with Lucian or they're weird with Todrick or whatever. And then when it comes to the deliberation, when the person who they were working with kind of says that, you know, when I was working with you today, you were really difficult. Trixie seemed to be taking that in. So Trixie seemed to be like processing that where sometimes you see them. I don't know what you're talking about. I was fine. You know, I remember like the Bob, the drag queen one where Bob got real defensive on the stage and that I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that that would have been a valid reason to keep Trixie from top two. Then why didn't it? Why wasn't she top two? 
I don't know. I agree with you. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. With you. Yeah. Calm down. I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. Uh, here's what I have to say about that whole thing. This is how this is how I felt about about the the. The, the the Trixie thing. You, Mimi, I'm first. Mimi, I'm first was number third in the voting. I could not believe it. They put Trixie Mattel there. Uh, okay, I want to talk about BB. I want to talk about her removing her wig. Before you do that, I want to say something. Go ahead. My name is Taylor the Latte Boy, and I have something to say. I made a comment on the main show that I was saving some information about my feelings on BB for one of the Patreon shows. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was doing (laughs) – we may have got a letter. Um, (laughs) The reason – I know you didn't want to bring it up, but there was no way I can't without – the reason that I said that was not that I was trying to keep content about the main show for one of our premium programs. The reason I did that is it was related to a rumor that I had heard – and we have this season, as we've talked about, a no rumor policy as best as we can. On the main show. On the main show. So I was not trying to avoid, you know, I was not saying that if you really want to know what I think, come pay, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. It was just that I didn't want to rock the boat as far as rumors and stuff go. My feelings on a particular rumor that I've heard about. So I just wanted to say that first for any listeners who may have been taken aback by that. Well, I have thoughts about what you just said, but you can hear that on Patreon. Uh, I'm saving it. <laughs> You're such a dick. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, BB. I want to talk about her removing her wig. Okay. There are the- Okay. There are people who have theories that... I have, I have my own thoughts on this. I have my own theory. But one of the theories about BB removing her wig is that she was told to do this to throw the lip syncs that they would have a reason to give it to Ben. Where do you fall on this, Ben? Why do you think BB removed her wig? I think I just called she... you Ben, by the way, by accident. Taylor. That's all right. Could touch you quit the show. Taylor, <laughs> why do you think BB removed her wig? Well, this is the easiest answer that I've had all season. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, Michelle, Michelle I... just looked at me. <laughs> Um, I, I think she threw it. I do think she, I, I know that you have a different theory that we're going to talk about, but I, I, uh, I think she knew something was up. I would not be surprised if, especially while getting dressed, she, I mean, think about it. If you know, if she is, if she's in the competition, mm-hmm. that the strongest competitor is thinking about leaving, because I'm, I, I, I can't believe that she didn't know about it. Whether Ben said something to her or she realized, or she's like, you know, girl, what are you doing over there for so long? Look, what are you doing with that whiteout? It's, it's a calculated move to throw the lip sync mm-hmm. and lose ten thousand dollars <laughs> versus potentially getting a hundred thousand dollars if you know that your strongest competitor, who has won five of the six, mm-hmm. is taking herself out of the race. But Rather does she know that? Potentially winning ten thousand. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh. If she knew that, yeah. it, and and that is a big if. I know that you have a theory that you and I have talked about privately. That if that is the case, that is a calculated move on her part. Because if Ben stayed in the race and kept winning as much as she did, there's a chance that at some point 
BB would have been on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my thought there. Uh, my thought is far less complicated. I just don't think BB watches this fucking show. And taking off your wig in the manner she did was very big season one and pretty big season two. That was the mm-hmm. way the drag queen showed that she was fucking getting serious. Right. And then after season two, RuPaul laid down the law that unless... But I don't know when she actually laid down the official law that unless you have another wig underneath. You know, don't remove mm-hmm. your wig. But she laid down the law that... There's three basic rules now. Drag is not a contact sport. Thank you, Mimi. I'm first. Right. You don't take off your shoes. And you don't take off your wig. Right. Okay. Unless you have another wig on. Unless you have another wig on or some fucking rose petals. Aja says it. And I think BB seems like the kind of person who wouldn't watch the show. I have no idea who these girls are. Well, she made some one of the early episodes where she said a comment about, well, there's only ever been two... There's only ever been two people to be eliminated, and Aja had said, no, there was three in All-Stars yeah. 2 well, that's, or something. That's actually and where she res- says, that's the gag of the season. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because she thought that the the eliminating two people was like a first-time thing. I don't think she watches the show. And so I think, you know, I had some friends who I hadn't spoken to in a long time. We reconnected recently, like in years, mm-hmm. like five or six years. How are Daniel and Donna? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in five or six years, I hadn't spoken. And so they, but they still live in a 2012 world with me. And they were making mm-hmm. like 2012 jokes, you know, like uh, they made a joke about Psy. And they made gang. No, they didn't. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, they started to go, what, Gangnam style. And I was all like, and I was like, uh, that's very 2012. Anyway. Uh no, but what I'm saying is, is you know when you have friends you haven't talked to in a long time, and then you because that's what you last remember, you just right. go off on that until you can build something new. That's what I sort of feels like is that BB's still playing season one RuPaul's Drag Race, and so she took off her wig because she thought that's what the dramatic moment is. That's what it means to get dramatic and serious on a lip sync is to take off your wig. Mm-hmm. And I think, and you saw RuPaul's face, and so that's sort of why I think she took off the wig. I don't think, I don't think she was trying to throw that lip sync. No, I mean, I well, unless um, do you think Ben told her? But then, but then, I don't think that's how. That's I don't think that's how. She, I don't. BB doesn't seem very sophisticated. <laughs> what? You got yourself all worked up that you couldn't remember that a safe sentence. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think BB seems that sophisticated. Is it because she's black? Yes. No, it's because she's old. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I don't think she seemed that sophisticated in terms of, like, I think her throwing the lip sync would have looked a lot different. I don't know. Her throwing the lip sync would have looked a lot different? What do you mean? I don't think it would have been, like, her removing the wig. Because she's really trying. I think if you're trying to throw it, you're not really trying as hard as she did. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what we talked about on the on the first show talking about this, that, I mean, up until that moment, she was killing it. She she slewed. She was slewing. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I yeah, that that I don't know, but that but that maybe maybe she is that sophisticated and figured. Well, I'm not gonna just kind of I'm not gonna Charlie hides it and just kind of stand here and then take off my wig. I'm gonna really give it you know look like I'm giving 120 percent. Now, if you had to speculate, how is Morgan going to do now? Does Morgan have a chance, Taylor? I think Morgan will be around for a couple of... Well, there's only, what, three episodes no, left? No, only two. There is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because there's five, and they go to top four? Mm-hmm. Is that how they do They're doing that? I, yeah, I, 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 Morgan, I can't say much more than that, but there's only two more episodes left. Okay, I think that Morgan's got an uphill battle. I think Morgan has an uphill battle just because. Do you mean do you mean in the perception of the viewers, or do you just mean how is she going to compare against the other competitors? Oh, give me each. That's a, that's a very good question. I like. I want to hear the answer okay. to both. I think I think that there is not going to be the amount of love that there could be for Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I I think that the conversation. While there was resolution mm-hmm. between her and Ben at the end, and especially that Ben brought her back, I feel like that was more Ben heavy as far as the love. Mm-hmm. Like that that conversation where they're having they're talking over the table. Morgan's really not being very nice, you know. She's she, she at least the way I remember it. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the episode since Thursday night, but I don't. Re- I remember sitting there thinking, she's kind of still being cunty to her, but she's being you know much less cunty. Cunt light, yeah. Than she, than she was. So I think that the perception this this isn't going to win her a ton of new fans. Um, as far as the competition goes, I could see her potentially being top four, uh-huh. but not. I I don't see her being the winner. I don't see her being top two when they eliminate. That's yeah. That's a tricky position to be in because. There's no way they would crown Morgan McMichaels, who would have been there a total of three episodes, as the winner of All-Stars 3. Right. You know? So it's almost a curse in this case. rather than the- Yeah. Well, and I would also think that going into, even though I kind of remember from the next week on RuPaul's where she said, I'm going to fight harder than anybody else, I can't imagine the other four girls mm-hmm. that are still there embracing her with open arms especially after this you know after this elimination i I don't see that being where they're where they're all squirrel friends and wanting to catch up on stuff and everything Mm -hmm. at least not the perception that the show is going to give Mm -hmm. i think i think there's going to be resentment on uh the part of the other four that's my assumption i know nothing i just if it was me, if it was me, mm-hmm. I would be. If I was one of the four that was there before, I would be definitely trepidatious. So let me with a- her coming back. Let me ask you this question: There are five queens now, still, mm-hmm. and Ben is gone. Uh, let's take Morgan out of the picture now because we're as we change them a shot. So that means we leave Kennedy, BB, Shangela, and Trixie. Who are you seeing in the top two? Shangela and Trixie. So you think they deserve to be top two? Okay. I, I, I and then do you have a guess are. as to who eventually is crowned the winner? I think there's a good chance. I think it's going to be Shangela. Of those two, I think Shangela has been a 
a larger presence in the drag race world, mm -hmm. having been on two seasons. Um, not that I don't love Trixie for people that don't send me, you know, I don't hate Trixie. I love Trixie too, mm -hmm. but I feel like Shangela is somebody that when you, when you think of drag race, you could potentially, if you say Shangela, you think of drag race. Mm -hmm. If you say Trixie, you think of other things. You think of, uh, you think of, uh, her music, you think of the makeup, you, whereas Shangela is very much... Shangela Shangela's kind of earned it. Shangela's earned it by being a constant in the drag weight race universe for as long as she has. You know what's so funny is, not to interrupt you here, that's what you said. Okay, I see your right. point. I can't say too much because I know how the rest of the episodes play out. Okay. You know, assuming... My most reliable sources on Reddit have been correct, you know? Okay. So, basically, what this Ben... We're not going to get into people who are... People who don't want to hear spoilers, we're not going to get into spoilers. So, don't worry. We don't talk about spoilers on this show. But I will say, for those who follow spoilers, what the Ben elimination episode did, the Ben self-elimination episode did, is show which which spoiler people had the right tea. And, therefore, the other tea they give them at the rest of the episode, you can... Believe it more. Does that make sense? Okay. So yeah. I have a sense of what happens in the in the next few episodes, uh, and so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chime in. But I do want to uh, sort of end this thing on a funny story. Is you know the kid I mentor, straight kid, mm -hmm. straight boy, but he has a girlfriend, and she loved RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they watched a show together. In fact, when we were recording, I was getting text messages from him saying like, "What the fuck?" You know, like. Dela, you know, he actually, because he started off just sort of re reluctantly watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and now he's a mm -hmm. he's like a fan, okay? <laughs> so I finally call him back the next day, and he was out in public with his girlfriend, and he was like, oh, man, like, you know, this and that, and then he was like, Angela? He kept calling her Angela. I'm like, Angela? Why do you keep calling her Angela? And he was like, uh, I don't want to say in public. <laughs> why and so i go put your girlfriend on the phone and i go what's what is this and she says he doesn't like he doesn't he refuses to talk about drag race in public because he's afraid people will think he's gay so he has code words for everybody and like for instance angela is shangela that's the only one i know i know there's, i know there's code words for the other people on the show but he uh -huh. he doesn't call it rupaul's drag race he calls it nascar and that's how they talk about it, that people that people think he's talking about NASCAR with his girlfriend. Okay, he's that's all, that's that's kind of cute. That that he's embarrassed. That yeah, is. he's embarrassed, but he's a huge, huge, huge fan. Well, yes. I, wait, wait. Whoa! I have a whoa, follow wait up a to something. Yeah. Uh huh. Wait, wait. <laughs> I have a follow up to something. Sure. Go ahead. You and I had a conversation mm -hmm. on this show sure. on Thursday mm -hmm. in which I talked about the Huckleberry Burger, mm -hmm. which is a burger that is at a restaurant. Here in St. Petersburg. That oh, has Jesus. Gross. <laughs> that has homemade blueberry jam, mm -hmm. peppered bacon, mm -hmm. and brie, along with an eight-ounce burger. Mm -hmm. We went, my husband, my best friend, and I went to the Saturday morning market at downtown St. Petersburg. And the only thing I said I wanted to do was I wanted to go to the avenue and I wanted to eat one of these burgers with the intention of taking pictures of it and sending it to you. Sure. So we walk our fat asses to the avenue after we do the Saturday morning market. We sit down. They give us the menus. 
the Huckleberry is not on the menu. Why do you think that is? Because because it is they have a limited menu on weekends. Uh I was crestfallen. So my plan is in the next week or two, one night during the week, Babalu and I are going to go have dinner and I am going to take a picture and or video of this. I love that drink. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all. That is all. Well, when you do me, you can call me and you can say, Hi, Manela. (laughs) I just saw Manela, girl. Uh, well, okay. I like that. I want to see what this blueberry burger looks like. And Huckleberry. Oh, that was hu- a blueberry. It's a blue, it's homemade blueberry jam, but it's called the Huckleberry. Okay. Well, that concludes this very special bonus deep dive edition of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Join us each week and every week as we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct every new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 3. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. If you want to help the show, leave us a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher we move up in the rankings, and that helps the show find a bigger audience. If you want to help the show even more, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragracerecap. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content not available on the main podcast feed. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit us at our website at dragracerecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram and Twitter at PIMC Taylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at catchinguppodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance, that's J-O-E, B-E-T-A-N-C-E. 